Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson, and you're listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. Today on the show, we have a really special uh, treat for you guys. We're going to kind of change up the format between now and when all Truck Challenge and King of the Streets Challenge kicks off here uh, in just like two weeks. Essentially, what's going on is being the official podcast, we've gotten access to talk to a lot of the competitors. And when I say a lot of the competitors, I mean, we're so busy doing interviews that we're worried we're going to run out of time before we can publish them all. So to be able to help out our listeners where you guys are going to get a ton of new content and to be able to hold up our end of being the official podcast for All Truck Challenge and King of the Streets, uh, instead, what we're going to do is, is do smaller interview shows. So it's just going to be interview shows here for the next week or so. Uh, they're going to be coming out starting today with last year's third place uh, finisher, Ben Francis. We're really excited. Chris did a great job with this interview I think you guys are going to really, really, really enjoy hearing from him. Uh, and then we, we've we already talked to a bunch more guys, and we're talking to more and more guys who are participating in the show uh, pretty much almost every day of the week. So keep an eye out on your phones. If you're not subscribed to the show right now, it's, it's probably a really good idea to jump in, get subscribed to the show. You're going to want to hear from everybody. Some of these interviews are going to run 20, 30 minutes long. Some of them are going to run five minutes long for the guys who maybe just, you know, uh, wanted to get on and keep it a little bit more concise. So we really hope you enjoy it. Give us feedback. Let us know, you know, hey, is this something you're excited about? Is this something you really like hearing? The best place to do that, of course, is in uh, Apple iTunes, uh, in the podcast reviews, or more importantly, jump on over to the Fans of Diesel Performance Podcast Facebook page uh, so you can give us the feedback there. That'll come to me directly, uh, and we can look in it, and we can talk more about it. For now, I'm going to kick it over to a quick word from our sponsors. And when we come back, Chris Emke is going to be talking to Ben Francis about his experience last year and about what he's looking forward to this year. Upgrade the factory transmission oil cooler in your truck with the XDP Extra Cool Direct Fit Transmission Oil Cooler. The XDP Extra Cool Direct Fit Transmission Oil Coolers provide you with an upgraded bolt-on design. Each transmission cooler is built with a high efficiency core to maximize cooling. Designed as a direct fit replacement, this transmission cooler comes ready to install with all the brackets, hardware, and accessories needed for installation. To find out more about the XDP Extra Cool Direct Fit Transmission Oil Coolers, check out xdp.com or find a local dealer near you. What is Worley Custom Fabs, Thermostat Bypass Valve, and why is it an important upgrade for your 2017 to 2019 L5P Duramax? 2017 to 2019 L5P Duramax trucks feature a unique thermostat assembly for the Allison transmission, which allows fluid to bypass the auxiliary cooler and use engine heat in the radiator coolant to reach ideal operating temps more quickly in cold weather. When the desired temperature is reached, the thermostat is supposed to open and allow fluid to flow forward into the auxiliary cooler, which helps maintain transmission fluid temperatures at a safe level. Now the issue, this thermostat is prone to get stuck closed. So when the fluid gets hot and reaches the point that it needs to be cooled via the auxiliary cooler, the fluid is instead bypassed by the closed thermostat and returned to the transmission uncooled. Hotter fluid breaks down quicker, which leads to poor fluid performance and potentially premature damage and shortened transmission life. If you tow with your truck or live in a warm climate, 
this bypass plug is a must. Whether your truck is a daily driver, work truck, tow rig, or competition race truck, this is an issue that plagues all 17 to 19 L5Bs. When running one of WC Fab's shop trucks at the drag strip, they noticed temperatures reaching the unsafe zone. After some investigation, they found the auxiliary cooler up front was cool to the touch. The hot fluid was not making its way to the cooler. Upon further research, they found that even factory stock trucks were experiencing the same issue. With this discovery, the thermostat bypass plug was born. The CAD-designed, CNC-machined, anodized billet aluminum bypass plug requires a simple 15-minute installation. WC Fab has been building high-performance transmissions for the L5P platform for many years now and immediately started including this made-in-the-USA piece with every transmission that they build. Tested in-house on both their shop trucks and customer trucks, the Transmission Cooler Thermostat Bypass Plug for 2017-2019 to 2019 L5P Duramax trucks can drop the fluid temperature from 15 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit by reducing fluid flow restriction to the trans cooler. The Exergy Performance Fuel System Saver works. If you have a CP4 equipped fuel pump, which is commonly found on the 2011 to 2016 LML Duramax, and also the uh, early 6.7 liter Ford Power Stroke engine, they're known for failure, period. Now, most of the time, if you put a lift pump on the truck, you'll prevent a lot of the potential failures. If you do regular maintenance, you can help help prevent the potential failures. But at the end of the day, there's still a risk that no matter what you do, that CP4 could fail. And when they fail, they have a track record for sending all of the metal shavings downstream. So you end up needing a whole new fuel system, new lines, new injectors, new tubes, new everything. That could be very expensive. Even if you're under warranty or you find a bundle package for a great price, there's still a lot of labor that goes into that, that job. The fuel system saver increases the amount of protection post CP4. So it's not gonna stop your CP4 from failing. What it's gonna do is that God forbid the CP4 gives up and it starts to send metal debris through the truck. It's gonna stop it before it hits the rest of your fuel system. And that's why they call it the fuel system saver. If you have a CP4 pump on your truck, you absolutely need to give DuramaxTuner.com a call today and get yourself a fuel system safer. All right, Ben Francis, how are you, man? Good, you guys? We're, you know, we're, we're doing all right. You know, it's another day living the dream, doing uh, diesel performance stuff, right? Absolutely. That's the <laughs> best day to wake up to and do. Absolutely. So um, you're, you're going to be competing in 2021 All Truck Challenge, and uh, memory serves me correctly, you've competed in this contest before, correct? Yes. Actually, last year was our first year uh, competing. Okay. Uh, huge eye-opener, and actually we got to come home with a podium in uh, third place. Oh, that's awesome. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, what, what are some of those stats, right? How did, how did you perform as far as uh, the, the dyno event went? So the dyno... Um, we actually had a pretty good setup. Uh, we went up on there. I've never been on a dyno before. I've been around them. Okay. But I never personally uh, put any seat time on a dyno, so it was it's kind of nerve-wracking. It is. It really is. Hearing all the engine RPM and tires moving, but you're not going anywhere is, is definitely a mind fuck, to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. So. <laughs> We, uh, we backed up on there, um, or pulled up on, I should say, and I uh, talked to the dyno operator a little bit, and he gave me a few pointers, and 
you know, told me where to bring it in at and, and that kind of game. So we, uh, we started bringing it up and, uh, we made a small hit. We had a couple jets of nitrous in it, nothing huge. Um, and it was just on a button. So we loaded the truck up. Uh, I didn't ride the brakes any, I just let the dyno load the truck and we ended up putting around like a, I think it was a 16, 1680 number. Okay. Um, and I can't can't remember the torque. I think it's like twenty six hundred on on the torque. So, okay. um, my uh, my best friend James, uh, who's helped me with this truck since the very beginning, uh, he jumped up and said, "Let's uh, let's go for bigger." Um, we had agreed prior that if we hit a fifteen sixteen hundred orders horse number, we was just gonna you know, call it quits, save the engine for the rest of the competition. Right. But we was right behind uh, Logan Epling, I think, with points, and he put down like a seventeen forty number. Or, somewhere around that range and we was like what let's get him so we threw a couple more jets of uh bigger jets of in the nitrous and uh went for it again and came up on it had a uh came on it too soon so we reloaded the truck and hit it again and uh didn't really change much on the the number and then the truck went into three cylinder mode oh no and i thought for sure i was like oh i just i just ruined my whole weekend right right um you know you think the worst when something happens absolutely so. We uh we pulled it down off of the the dyno and uh limped it over to the trailer and James uh started into diagnosing it and ended up finding we had a uh bad solenoid on injector six and you could sit there truck running fine, you could tap it, it'd go into three cylinder mode, wow. tap it again and go back to six cylinders. So um thankfully Thankful. that, that <laughs> yeah, exactly. That night actually we uh we got a solenoid off of a uh buddy's pool truck that was there competing in the sled days. And uh, swapped solenoids over and got to finish the weekend out. Nice. So that sixteen eighty number was good for fourth place, if I'm not mistaken, um, on yep. the dyno. And um, I guess you know how the, the rest of the weekend unfolded. So the the drag strip, the the truck competed in. You also placed fourth, um, if I'm not mistaken, in that correct? Uh, actually, well, in qualifying, I can't remember qualifying, okay. but uh, in eliminations, we made it to the final round with Logan Epling. Okay. Um, and uh, the whole drag race, man, what a what a day to dive into. So we went up for, for qualifying, and again, I'd never drag race a truck. We went last year completely blind. We worked on a truck up until the day of the event, and uh, we stayed working on it all weekend long. The only thing I'd ever drag raced before was an old car I had. Oh, wow. And uh, so I knew nothing about deep staging, how to ball bend, nothing like that. You know, before it was always kind of just arm drop stuff. So I was completely completely green behind the ears to say uh in that aspect of it and i burnt a converter up between second and third round qualifying and the truck just stalled right there died uh we pulled it back to the trailer and thankfully i have an awesome crew with me and we ripped into it changed converters we had welding gloves on it was scorching hot oh i'm sure um changed fluid real fast and threw it back in the truck and uh was able to make it for uh, eliminations so we went through uh, eliminations and went up against uh, Justin Ziegler in the semifinals. And I believe he was having trans issues as well. Um, I was on my second converter, and I know at the light I get bobbed in, and the truck just didn't want to hold any power. It was wanting to, to drag the converter real bad, and he bobbed in. We double bobbed, and uh, I took off, and I think he ended up timing out. Um, if I'm not mistaken, and I drove down the track and I could tell the truck was hurt. I didn't think I left light. It didn't want to hold any power. I think I went down the track at like 40 miles an hour. Oh, wow. Just limped it around and we put in a, a leaf blower on the trans and try to get cool down as much as we can. And me and Logan lined up for the finals and 
I knew the truck wasn't going to hold anything and we took off out of there and he was gone. I wasn't even going to try. So <laughs> we ended up, we ended up second for the night, which I thought was, was huge. My first time being out there, even with uh, the mistakes I made and, uh, you know, the failures we had. Yeah. Now walk us through, how did the sled pull shape up for you? Uh, not that great, honestly. <laughs> um, so, uh, James Vanessa, I mentioned before, that's his bread and butter. His dad, Brian Vanessa, owns Vanessa Performance here in West Virginia, and that's all they're known for is, is sled pulling. So I thought we was going in there, you know, a, a good team, a good uh, uh, strategy. And I had uh, – actually, I had Jim Rennan sold triple turbos on the truck, and I was didn't have any experience with it either. So I left the line a little, little too lazy, and uh, by the time the turbos uh, lit – the sled was already pulling the truck down and we went, I think 303 feet or something like that. Um, at, I can't remember the mile an hour to be honest with you and broke the hitch right at the end of the track. Um, actually Josh McCormick came way out waving, said I had a flash fire. So I jumped out of the truck as fast as I can with the fire extinguisher and it was just some, uh, some residual got on the exhaust, um, residual oil and uh, flashed real fast. And thankfully that was all that had happened. And we went around to the back of the truck, and the hitch was actually split in the middle. And it wasn't at the welds or anything. It was like it was just faulty metal. And so we was in panic mode again trying to get that fixed. And uh, we ended up backing the truck up against one of the walls there at the facility and beating it back into the place where we could weld it and then found a, uh, a pipeline welder that was around there with a welding rig on his truck and had him come over and weld it. Um, and as soon as we jumped in to go for the second round of the truck pool, I went to pull the truck down in gear and it didn't move. I was like, what, what's going on? <laughs> so, um, I'm sorry. I pulled up to the, the weight or the scales and weighed in and, uh, then went to get pull off scales and the truck didn't want to move. So what we had figured is, uh, you know, the, the lines and the coolers for the transmission had a bunch of just debris in it from where I burned up the converter and the transmission. And, uh, we just didn't get a chance to clean them out good enough and it clogged the filter up. So we got the truck out on the track. Um, actually, my team helped me push it out on the track per rules. And then I backed into the sled by myself. And I had, I think, uh, four or five minutes to be able to make a pull. So I let the truck sit there and let the, the filter clean itself out as best as it could. And uh, I told the track crew, you know, when I pull this thing in gear, start it, I'm going to go. So I started the truck, pulled it in gear. Truck started to come alive. And then sure enough it just started to fall off slipping through the trans not getting any fluid and we went like 100 feet and i was devastated at that point before that second sled pool um me and logan had spoke and he was told me i was in first place so i was ecstatic wow and you know uh, <laughs> an eight dollar filter cost me first place but live and learn and right uh you know next this year we won't uh won't make that mistake again so I, I, I got to ask, right? You know, I, I ask every list, uh, every in, interviewer this or interviewee this, why? why? Why are you coming back again? That, that sounds like so many emotions and energy spent in a weekend to keep the truck together. Why do you want to come back in 2021? <laughs> oh, man, any, any true enthusiast is going to tell you it's in our blood. Right. Um, I mean, I, I grew up racing motocross, grew up racing dirt bikes, um, had a passion for it and got hurt pretty bad, um, in a wreck. And that's when I decided to, to step into the, into the truck side of things. I had the truck previously and had done some work to it, but, um, 
I just got into the truck things and it, it snowballed at a very quick rate. Yeah, um, and it's, it's just something I know that first time I went down that drag strip, man, it was crazy. The adrenaline was going through my body. I was right. on cloud nine. Like it was unbelievable. And the people I've met in the industry, the competitors I've met, it's, it's just awesome. It's a really good environment to be a part of. So walk our listeners through what, what's the, what's the truck that you compete with? So the truck actually is, it's a 2008, uh, Ram 2500. It's a quad cab. It's that, uh, real pretty, uh, PRH Inferno red color that a lot of people do like, and I've, I've fell in love with it. So I bought the truck. It's been going on about five years now off a buddy of mine, um, that had the truck and I've had trucks previously, but this was my first common rail truck. And it had the time had a 464 second gen swap and head studs. And I believe that was it and some tuning of course. So, uh, I got the truck, didn't really do much with it. Um, just drove it. Like a time I was racing motocross and I was traveling all over the country with it, um, and hair scrambles. So I didn't do much to it other than just drive it. And then I, uh, I decided I wanted some more air. So I put a 472 on it and some 60% and had, uh, had some tuning revisions done and liked it for a while. And then, you know, I, I kind of babied it to be honest with you because it was a stock 68 RFE and oh, wow. we all know how they like, oh, uh, yeah. power. <laughs> yeah they don't <laughs> for no, the listeners they don't they do not cooperate to say the least no. so i ended up getting a suncoast mega um put in the truck and we uh we upped the turbo to a 480 and i think i had 125 percent in it at that time and the truck was fun it was, it was a lot of fun it was you know like a daily drive i towed a little bit with it not much um and it was just a blast and then it just snowballed from there so we went to a 48 swap and we built it here at Vanessa performance and swapped it in and did a full manual valve body and it went from the 480 to a set of 467 over 480 compound set that we built and 250 percent and the truck was a riot i mean quick spool just shred the tires off of it um locking in you know fourth gear and it was it was so much fun and then that's when we caught wind of this king of the street and we're like you know let's do it let's why not so we bought the triples off of jim and i sold that engine that we had um built with it still had a uh um stock head on it we did um built our triple beam apex rods in it um some head work that we did in-house to support and polishing with a good old dremel tool and um we sold that engine and that's actually when we got hooked up with Zach Hamilton and got one of his, uh, comp blocks, wet comp blocks. And he sent us a crank, um, and push rods, valves, you know, the whole works over to us and said, you know, let's, let's try to make something happen. So we built the engine here in house with, uh, with his goodies and some apex triple beams. Again, um, we use his new steel pistons, um, and went with Jim's triples uh, that I currently mentioned before. We had the manifold charger reworked. It was a 72, I believe, and we bumped it up to a 76. Um, Dustin Harrison reworked it and still had the two 72s feeding it. Uh, we bumped up, got a hold of Extra D, and uh, they welcomed us in with open arms. And we got a set of 400% through them and two 12 mil pumps um, for the fuel side of things. And it's that's what we competed with last year 
Now this year builds, you know, completely different as far as the turbos go and the fueling. Well, now, so that leads me into my next question. So, I mean, that's that's quite a build, right, to say the least. Um, there's a lot of not only high-dollar parts, but a lot of parts that you don't see in, in most trucks, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and then you had your first experience in all-truck channel, or King of the Streets, rather, last year, what it was uh, referred to as. So did the changes in the truck going into this year uh, happen because of the experience with the competition, or did you decide that you wanted to change things up uh, just for personal belief? So, you know, walk us through what that looks like for this year. So we got done last year, and those triples, I mean, you pop the hood. Um, I keep mentioning those, but you don't ever hardly see triple turbo trucks unless no. it's, you know. Uh, and that was uh, a pretty kit. That That's a pretty kit, by the way. Like, oh, it, it, was, it was definitely beautiful. a showstopper it, when you pop the hood. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. Every time I pop the hood, people was around it, and uh, they they performed awesome. But man, they was a pain in the ass to work on. Right. There's just no room pulling the covers off. It, it it sucked every time you got mad, and so we uh, we ended up selling those. And we uh, you know the the common thing to do now is a a pretty big S400 on the manifold and a GT55 out front. Right. And we talked about doing it. We talked about going to like a single uh, Garrett. And just spraying it for weight savings because, you know, the truck with me in it's pretty heavy. And that does not make the drive line's uh, life any easier. Right. So we uh, we ended up getting hooked up uh, with Taterbilt. And we got a 488 off of him on the manifold. And James had John Toronto's old 4.8-inch um, G-trim off of John on his pool truck. Okay. And, well, the local rules here for the pool association went to a three six smoothbore limited charger class so he's like well i'm just gonna stick this on the wall you know no one's no one needs it around here right. yeah 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 well we end up started this building he's like you know let's just throw that 4.8 out front and uh that way we always have room for growth right because the original plan was like a 106 garrett and uh so we ended up hanging that humongous turbo off of it so we've got a, a 488 with a 4.8 out in front of it um we kept the 400 percents. We was never out of fuel on it, and we uh, we went to uh, Dustin's at Apex Diesel. We went to his new triple beam rod, which has a half inch rod bolt. Um, we had some some high RPM fretting on the 716 rod bolts. So we went to the half inch, give it more clamping force. Um, we got um, with Zach Hamilton again and got one of his comp heads, and we kept the valves the same. We kept uh, the crank the same. We kept the pistons. He had a new piston revision, but it's still his steel piston that came out with a different ring stack. So we uh, swapped them out in the truck um, and put the different set of turbos on it. And we actually went down to Zach's place in Texas and wanted to engine dyno it and get it um, walked in and everything everything set in stone. So we did that, and we ended up coming out with uh, 2080 on the engine dyno with two 12 mil pumps and wow. that was our limiting factor so we uh we completely drained the two 12 mil pumps and it just it would not go anymore no matter what we tried what we changed in the tune uh we added a little bit more nitrous and it just all of the nitrous did was cool off egts right so we ended up looking over our data logs and found that our two 12 mil pumps was our limiting factor so on the way home from zach's we uh we called up XG. Um, Phil was there still at the time, so I called up Phil and told him what was going on, and he uh, he got us two 14-mil race pumps coming, so we swapped them out. 
and that's currently in the truck. Um, so 48 and at last year we had a roll bar, so we was limited to a, uh, a 640, I believe. And so we wanted to go faster, obviously. So we put a 850 cage in it, um, from Firepunk. My buddy, Travis Joy, um, with Joy Designs has done all the fabrication as far as the piping, uh, welding the cage in. He's a very, very good fabricator and welder. And we got all that set in the truck and that's what I was currently working on when you guys called was getting the hitch ready for the sled pull set up and trying to get this thing back together before two weeks away. All right. So that leads me to my next question. Has the truck been tested? So you, you don't have the truck together. It hasn't been on a dyno or anything like that at this moment. No. So the okay. only thing that's been tested was, was the engine. Uh, we engine dynoed it. But since then, um, we've had some complications come up. James, uh, my best friend there, was uh, diagnosed with cancer. So we've been... Uh, We've been, you know, fighting that. Um, you know, it's definitely a, a family friend support around here. Yeah, so, definitely. You know, he's, yeah, he's he's helped me every step of this truck. Um, he's probably what I would call the brains behind the operation. So with him, you know, taking care of him and his family, uh, I've been, you know, single-handedly between me and Travis with the fabrication, kind of working on it myself and a couple of buddies here and there. So it's, it's slowed down the process. We right. was completely ready to be at, you know, a few of the ODSS rounds this year, and it just, you know, it wasn't in the cards for this year, which is, you know, mm-hmm. it's what happens. You well, Life throws you a curveball, you swing at it. Right. I mean, a truck at this caliber, you know, the, the misperception that I think a lot of guys have is, is it's, you know, oh, I own the truck. No, it's a team of people that make that truck possible when, when you're at this level. And, oh, it's uh, an army, yeah. You know, and when you have when you have one one person in the group, you know that that you know unfortunately has has another avenue that they need to go down for you know health reasons. You know, as that person was there to dedicate their time and energy towards you, you kind of have to reevaluate your time and energy and help support them at the same time, right? So. Absolutely, he's he's always been you know, no question asked helping with the truck. So it was my turn to return the favor and, and do what I can. Yeah. Um, you know, GoFundMe, fundraisers. We had a benefit pool coming up for him. Um, so we just been trying to help him in every aspect of it. And he's a huge part of his dad's shop. So I've been over there helping him when I can. That's awesome. Um, so it's it, it's a, a different aspect, um, different different com- complication to it. Of course. But it's not something that we can't, you know, overcome. So now I know when we were, we were talking earlier in this, you know, we were talking about how last year looked, you had mentioned that you had some drag racing experience uh, with a car, but not really so much in a truck, you know, out of the drag racing, the dirt drag, sled pulling and dyno, where do you think you have the most strength as far as this competition is concerned? Mm, man, that's a tough question. Like I said, last year I was, I was new to all this with a diesel truck. And um, you still place third. Yeah. You still, still place third. third. That's awesome. <laughs> So it, it was crazy. I I was so bummed at first because we was right there at, you know, first place. But after I stepped back, took everything in, I was like, you know what? There's nothing to be ashamed of here. I had a great group of, group of guys help me, great companies. First time out doing something like this, I got third. And it's it's really hard to complain. So, yeah. um, But as far as where I think I'm going to be the strongest at, I really want to say I enjoy the drag racing part the most. Um, the need for speed and, you know, that kind of stuff, the thrill of it. And we've kind of built the truck more towards that um as far as you know cutting uh where we can unnecessary weight out of we got rid of the triples so we got rid of three turbos um got rid of the exhaust and hood stacked it um we pulled the uh the factory seats out and put uh matching race seats back in it 
Um, so, I mean, we've took some weight out and yeah, we've added some weight back with the cage and stuff like that, but tastefully though, right. That's needed for safety. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's just like any aspect of it. If you got to be safe with it. So, um, but I want to say the drag racing is the part I'm looking forward to the most. And I feel like that's where I'm going to have the best luck out of as long as I don't deep stage again. So where, where do you think the truck's going to land on a chassis dyno power wise? What's, what's the goal for you guys? The goal is just north of 2,000. Okay. So I, I'd like to see a, a 21, 2200 number. Um, with, solid with in the 2000s, so. right? Not like a 2000 and change. You want you want that solid 21 plus. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I definitely. mean, I'll, I'll take 2000, especially if it drives off the dyno. But, right, of course. It, you'll take whatever as long as it drives off the dyno, right? Like as long as it stays <laughs> exactly. together, that's key. Yes, is, and as anyone that knows with a high horsepower truck is always at risk. No, there is. Know, so. There really is. Now, with you competing last year and you coming back this year, seeing some you know familiar names that are going to be in the roster this year, who are you on the lookout for, right? Who do you think the top three contenders are, being that you were one to place in the top three last year? Man, it, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, on paper, there's so many different stuff that comes into play with this, but um, Josh McCormick, he's been putting down some good numbers with the silver truck. Um, David Petrick always seems to be doing well. He's definitely been uh, testing a lot on the drag strip this last few months. Uh, he always smacks down huge numbers on the dyno. Um, I feel like him, myself, Bubby Payne won last year. He's back again this year, so there's always him to look out for. Um, I'm trying to think of who exactly is on the roster. I mean, but at the same time, it doesn't take a high horsepower truck to win this competition. It just takes uh, consistency. I mean, you know, a truck that makes 2,000 horsepower on a dyno might not do that great at the sled pool, or it might break down on the street drive. And if you break down the street drive, you're you're shit out of luck. Yeah. So I mean, that's a, a thousand point deduction if you don't make it. So it's anyone's game, but you just have to be consistent um, at all aspects of the challenge and be there every day. So it's it's so hard to tell. No, definitely. Who would you like to give a shout out to, right? As this project is coming together with your teammates and everyone else that's a part of this build, who do you want to highlight as far as, you know, helping aid assistance in this? Man, like I said, it takes an army, but thankfully I've got a pretty good one behind me. First, you know, James Vanest, um, again, like I said, without him, this truck wouldn't even be even close to what it is. Um, his dad, Brian Vanest, and his Vanest Performance, they opened the shop to me uh, to work on the truck, uh, supplies, advice, you know, whatever's needed. Um, Zach Hamilton and Mitch Foster at Hamilton Cams, just great friends. They've been a huge help through all of this. Um, anything I've ever needed, I call up Zach and he's got it coming um, or tells me what to change with the truck or, you know, what's going to work and what's not. So they've been just a huge help. Uh, John Music at Jans Motorsports, when it came to machining the engine, um, line honing it, so forth and so on, he took care of us there. Um, he's an OG from back in the day. Some of you probably heard him, some maybe not. Um, fast Motorsports, they hooked us up this year. We've uh, got two Fast 290s on the truck to supply those big XG14 uh, pumps up front. XG's been a huge help with uh, the fuel side of things. Um, Tater built with uh, the manifold charger and uh, a spare turbo to, just in case something does happen. And then my buddy Travis Joy with uh, Joy Fabrications, uh, Joy Designs. He's done all the fabrication work, been here every weekend for probably the last two months, helped me get this thing together and get it done on that aspect of it. 
um, VD Diesel. Uh, they've been helping out this year with some parts and, and advice and whatnot. Um, Firepunk, Cody Fisher over there with this cage. I've, there's multiple questions I've, I've had. I call him up. He answers it you know, right off the bat. Helps me in any aspect of that. Um, Chase Lunsford over at King Speed. They got us a, a side draft in the old pan uh, to help hold more oil. He's always helping out too. Um, Dustin Harrison at Apex Diesel. Um, man, there's just so many people. I'm trying not to forget any of them. <laughs> Randy at Old School Fab. Uh, Devin Watson at Innovative Machine for the brakes. Um, and then I've got, like I said, a, a gaggle of friends that help out. Tyler Hinkle, John Miller, Jason Legg, Kevin Bennett, uh, Jed Claypool. I mean, just a whole group of friends that it doesn't seem, you know, no matter what time of day it is or what weekend it is, you know, I call them and if they can be there, they're there. And half time you just feed them pizza and some beer and they're more than happy to help out. Isn't it funny how that stuff works? <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I, <laughs> I, you know, when you're younger, you don't really ever notice that. And then yeah. as you get older, your true friends come out and it's like, hey, man, let's, let's come turn wrenches. And, you know, more than likely you're going to get mad at each other or oh, yeah. throw tools because the, the project's not going the way it is. But, yep. you know, you take a break, go get a little Caesar's pizza and a 12 pack and you're good. Yeah, no, it, it, it's all in effort for the bigger picture, right? So Absolutely. No, that's awesome, man. We're rooting for you. We can't wait to see the truck perform a couple short weeks away, unfortunately. Um, fortunately and unfortunately, right? Depends on where your uh, stage of the build is for, for everyone competing. But, uh, you know, we appreciate the time, and we'll definitely be on the lookout for you, uh, King of the Streets, uh, All Truck Challenge here in a couple weeks. That's awesome, guys. I appreciate the uh, the call and the opportunity to be on the podcast. Yeah, appreciate you taking the time, man. You take care. Hey, you do the same. Listeners, thank you so much for listening to our show today. Uh, we are really excited for this new format of interviewing competitors for the All Truck Challenge and King of the Streets Challenge. I uh, think this is going to be a big one uh, where you guys are really going to want to make sure you follow along, make sure you listen to every interview. Like we said, some of them are going to be longer. Some of them are going to be shorter, but everybody's going to be talking about diesel performance in a very, very real way. For today, this has been Paul Wilson. Thank you so much for listening. Halftime, you just feed them pizza and some beer, and they're more than happy to help out. <laughs>